0: Welcome to Story U Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted to spend this hour with you. And thank you for reserving this hour to spend with me. We are offering you a live show today, and we are just days in front of... The big, big, big holiday. Mm-hmm. You might even have started in your own celebrations. But for those of you that celebrate Christmas with your family, as I do, you've only got, I think, officially nine days to completely shop wrap and get it together. So I hope that is going very well for you. I am loving the holidays. This is one of my very, very favorite times of year, and I've noticed that there's just children out and about. It's not like recent years when we were all locked in and huddled around with masks and things. It, it seems to have opened back up in a really positive way. It's been lovely to see kids out and pointing and and gawking and staring at all of the wonders of decorations again. I love it. And I'm kind of dedicating this show today to the kid inside of all of us. I've just been experiencing and witnessing that feeling of wonder in so many people. And You know, wonder is not just for holidays. It's really for any time of year. And you can call up your wonder and your fascination with the world anytime you choose. But that's where it gets a little tricky because you have to remember to choose it. Those of us that write a lot of stories we spend time in wonder. Wonder is something that facilitates our own ability to stay in the story and to create those characters and to really get adventurous with those plots. And if you too are finding yourself around holiday campfires and sharing stories, you know what wonder brings to the setting. It's a beautiful and wonderful thing, and I hope you don't just save it for this end-of-year holiday time. But if you do, perhaps this show will help you understand how you might bring it into the upcoming year and all the seasons to come. I welcome your calls, and I welcome your comments. We do take live phone calls here, Eric is available to take your calls on the telephone. So you just need to dial in. The number is 1 888 298 5569. You can call us from anywhere and we will get connected because, like I said, Eric's doing all the heavy lifting here. I don't know how to do that stuff, but he does. And so we will get connected. We'll take your question and we'll talk about how you can bring a little wonder to your life in this season or in an upcoming season. It'll really help you stay connected to that which you're creating or that which you are writing or that which you are building or that which you are dreaming into I mean, a brand new year is on the horizon here. We'll be stepping into it in just about two weeks. So why not enter it with that sense of wonder? And can you recognize wonder when you see it? It's so easy to see it in a child because they get wide-eyed. They sort of slow down for a minute. You know, children are just going, 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 going. Well, when they're full of wonder, <gasps> they stop. They kind of, they, they do that <gasps> thing. They take in a little breath. Their eyes get big. They look at you. They look at what's caused them to just stop and gasp. And it's a beautiful, beautiful sight. But I really want to assure you that experience. That still lives on in you, and you can channel it any time you like. I read a little bit about this in a book. Oh, I want to say it was a best-selling book, maybe around... I should really look this stuff up before I venture off, but hang in there. It was somewhere around 8 to 10 years ago. It was a great book called Callings. And the author I highly recommend is Greg Lavoie, L-E-V-O-Y. And he he talked a little bit in his book about wonder. I'm kind of going at it in memory, and I'm going to put a lot of today's show really in my own words. But I do want to give credit that he inspired me at a time in my life when I wasn't really feeling the wonder. In fact, I was feeling the opposite. Can you kind of imagine what the opposite might be of wonder? It's those moments when you find yourself maybe a little indifferent, you know, that feeling of, yeah, I could take it. I could leave it. Whatever. It's those moments of <sighs> boredom. You know, I've had enough of this. It's those moments of just sort of being disinterested, maybe a little edgy. Those moments of really feeling like all that's going on is a bit tedious. The opposite of all that is wonder. And it's really good to notice when you find yourself in those places of boredom or tedium. To invite yourself back to what would it be like if I put on the cap of wonder, if I stepped into that? We're talking about wonder. Where do you automatically stumble into it in your life? And where are the places where you need, you know, just a little nudge? I'll tell you, a lot of my writing students, they need a nudge every now and then. Usually when I meet up with a brand new student who wants to write a book, they are bubbling with wonder. They can hardly contain themselves because they're calling me to find out, is now really the time in their life to start that book? We have a conversation. We usually begin because they reached out to my website If you don't know, my website is CoachDebbie.com. It's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. People click on the Connect page. They'll send me a little note and say, Oh, guess what? I've been thinking about writing a book for half of my life. And I just went on vacation. Hint, this is a place of wonder. And I had a great experience. Hint, new experiences create wonder. And I was just thinking, maybe, 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 maybe this is the time in my life to write a book, but I just don't know. Hint, working with questions often can inspire wonder. What happens when you take yourself to a whole new place and your eyes and your senses are collecting all new information, you enliven that sense of wonder again. You spark the possibility of writing down your stories. Sometimes I have the wonderful pleasure of taking these calls, we like to call them discovery calls, where a person sits on the phone and they tell me, all about this story they're imagining. And it might be a fictional story, might be something right out of their own life. I've worked with a lot of people that are finally experiencing a lot of joy in their life, usually after certain compulsions or obsessions. And on the recovery side of it all, they realize they really have something they want to share. Sometimes I work with people that are really developing their branding, and they've come to understand they do have something to offer in the world, and they want to see it in a book. Keep in mind, a a book doesn't have to be that 400-page novel that you barely made it through for a required class. I mean, I assigned those books too, but it doesn't have to be That really difficult read. Maybe you want to write a book that's five glorious chapters and 60 pages long. Nobody, nobody should stop you from doing that, especially if you're engaged in that sense of wonder as you're putting your words down on the page, as you're inviting your readers in to be a part of your experience. That's what we want to see on the shelves, things that inspire us, not things that bore us or things full of tedium or things that are just, oh my goodness, just required for some reason that we can't really connect with. No, we want to feel inspired. We want the author's sense of wonder to touch us. And that's part of the reason. That I want to encourage you to see that wonder is for every season. Every season. Now, I want to tell you, I invited some people today to call me, partially because when I spoke with them, I felt their sense of wonder coming through. So, soon in the show, we will have the opportunity to speak to a couple people that both have a book out, both at one point in their life, for one in the recent past, for the other, and then not too far past, neither of them were really certain that a book would come, but both of them went through experience that inspired many feelings and the inclusion of wonder. And those words made it down on the page, and those books made it into the hands of people like you and I that really feel called not just to take in the daily stuff, the tedium, the requirements, the conventional stuff, but we also, we like what keeps us in awe, right? Isn't that you as well? Don't you feel the joy inside of you just tingling up when you're back into that childhood free experience? I'll tell you this. As a child, I was a big sister, and I loved being a big sister. Don't get me wrong on this. But there was this thing I heard from my folks, probably on the daily, and that was... Debbie, you are to be a good example for your brother. The first person he looks to for a good example is you. I mean, I felt that heavy on my shoulders at the ripe age of six, and I carried it. I carried that with pride that I was being watched, that I should be careful about how I do things. Imagine being six years old and just starting to get an allowance and realizing, "Mm, I have to be smart with this because I have a little brother right behind me. Now, my little brother was just an infant when I started getting an allowance. So I don't know why I pressured myself so much. But I'll even notice when when I do things in my daily life right now, I mean, both my brother and I, I can't even believe this, but we're both in our 50s, and I still think, oh, Matt might be watching. I I better do a good job here, you know? I got to keep him in awe of me, and I got to fool him into thinking that I really know what I'm doing, right? That's the job of a big sister. You got to fool the little ones, so you might know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you don't, just hang out in every now and then that feeling of being in awe and those immediate examples available to you so that you can be inspired to do things that are brand new, that really take your breath away, that really encourage you to do what you want to do. And might I take a gander that you might, you just might have a story, if not a book, in you? If that's so, you know, I could probably help you out. And if I can't, I will recommend you to the best person I know to help you in your field. I am a writing coach, and this comes after being a college professor for about 20 years in literature. I loved that. And I love what I do now, which is mostly I help people write their memoirs. And for those that aren't sure if they want to write them, I help people work on the next chapter of their life, their real life. So what we do is we meet up on either Zoom or we develop a one-on-one VIP because you are my VIP and we go ahead and we figure out, is this around a book for you or is this around the next chapter of your life? If you want to learn more about all of that, stay tuned here and take a look at my website. That's coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. We're going to take our first break here, but stay tuned. We're going to come right back. I'm
1: know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special simply go to coachdebbie.com that's coach d-e-b-b-y coachdebbie.com as a subscriber you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence on the path to good health and well-being alternative talk 1150 is the station for you
0: Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. We're talking today about the unfolding of wonder all year long. This is not just a holiday thing. It can happen all year long. I want to tell you, I was talking to a lovely gentleman today who wrote the book On the Run, Friendships and Finish Lines. His name is Joe Martino. And I asked him and invited him to call into today's show. Going to bring him on in just one minute here. I was learning a little bit about his running experience, which has been going on for some time now, and the hundreds, literally hundreds of races he has ran. The double-digit numbers of places he has taken, he actually ran in that first New York Marathon in 1969. But some of this came out of the wonder of what would it be like at age 14 to get up and start moving when it felt like things in the classroom weren't going exactly as planned. So, Eric, if we're all ready, I would just love to talk with Joe. Are you there, my friend, Joe?
2: I am, Debbie. Thank you.
0: Wonderful. Thanks so much for calling in today. I really, really enjoyed speaking with you this morning. Thank you. I wanted to let the listeners know just a little bit about how you found your infatuation with running. Would you just tell us a little bit about how that all began for you as a teen?
2: Absolutely. I was a 12-year-old kid, and uh, I was struggling a bit in school. I, I didn't know um, some of the undiagnosed situations I had with dyslexia and, you know, some other some other problems, and um, I was kind of struggling. And uh, you know, one day as a twelve-year-old kid, my mom died, and I—I uh, I was really floating around, not knowing about how to grieve, and and um, it just was an incredible, devastating loss. And I. Became active in the YMCA, and the people at the Y became almost a second uh, uh, family to me. Yeah. And somewhere along there, I started running. And it is amazing. I was just hooked by the whole concept that you just used your own two legs. You didn't have (laughs) special equipment. uh, And I loved it. I felt relaxed. I felt less stress. It was just an incredible experience. And that really uh, began, uh, uh, you know, about a 40-year love affair with the sport of distance running. It, it changed my life. And, um, you know, it's, it, I don't know where I'd be today without, without running.
0: I think it's possible, Joe, that your path... Sort of reached out to you and called you forward to be a runner. Does it sort of feel like that now that you were called to do this?
2: I do feel that way. It, it's you know so many turns in life could have could have happened, but they didn't. and just a positive, productive experience with running um, you know just changed my life. And, you know, I didn't know it was going to be something I would do for, you know, the next 35 years. Um, But I found that the longer I was in it, the more I loved it. And, um, you know, eventually after uh, becoming a competitive athlete, I coached the sport. I, you know, became involved in putting on races as a director and I had just an amazing amount of experiences that, um, you know, made me, I guess, who I am today.
0: I think you're right about that. And it also led you not only out of the classroom, where you weren't necessarily feeling joy, but it's interesting that you found joy in running, and somehow that led you into writing down your stories.
2: Yes, and I think one of the things that um, was kind of unique is that I did have uh, some some pretty interesting experiences that many of my running friends never uh, got to experience. And you know, I'll just give a, a quick example. I, you know, I became friends with a gentleman by the name of Tom Fleming, and Tom Fleming was ranked in 1978 fifth in the world in the marathon and we became great buddies and he would come to the boston area and stay at my place um, we would train together if i got to new jersey i would run with him and his best friend was bill rogers the four-time winner of the boston and new york city marathons so bill and i became good friends and tom bill and i would would uh, well, we called ourselves the Three Amigos, <laughs> and uh, it it led to many many experiences that I share in the book because, well, I had those experiences, and and uh, they are very unique.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. I really want to thank you, Joe, for just taking the time to let the the listeners hear your voice and to. Hear how you are still somewhat in awe that this really rolled out, this running, this obsession and passion and love with running rolled out a lifetime of experiences for you that just keep on going and that motivated you to not only write them down, but to also make sure they got published so that you are now doing a little tour there in, in the Northeast. I believe you told me today you're going to be in Rhode Island next. Is that right?
2: I'm going to be in Rhode Island, uh, the 17th or the 19th of January. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to appear at a bookstore that, um, the relationship with Rhode Island is I worked there for 20 years. So I have, uh, ah. you know, lots of friends in the area. So it, it should be a, a really fun event.
0: That's perfect. You keep us in the loop. We want to support you. And I'm just, I'm delighted that you were able to call in and tell us about it, Joe. Thank you so much.
2: You're very welcome, Debbie. Thanks. Take care.
0: Take care now. I know. Now, I think y'all were able to hear that Joe was really, really in, in a sense, in awe that he was able to have this path sort of reach out to him. And sometimes it happens, just like what Joe said, when you're all of a sudden caught in your life, and in his situation, his mother, his mother passed, and we often find that we have to throw ourselves into something new. I have another writer who is standing by, A similar situation where she was very, very surprised to be grieving the loss of a partner, but in that grieving found that her photography and her love for photography started leading her into a desire to get those pictures in a book. She started putting words to it the awe started to come back as she worked through the grieving process. And what I found so interesting about this story was how she all of a sudden got the courage to do some things that maybe a lot of us would think you can't do. It's too, it's too unconventional to Do something like just step back from a job. Can you really do that? What do you say we go and talk to Becky and find out a little bit about her experience? Hey, Becky, welcome to the show today.
3: Hi, Debbie. Thanks for having me.
0: You betcha. Now, something I am remembering from your story, and I'm thinking you probably got to hear a little of Joe's, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Was I'm thinking that you had not only done quite a bit of work with your book, would you say you had it at that finish stage when we were right about this time last year? Was it finished?
3: It was I actually finished it December thirty first last year.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, December thirty first. So it it had completed but now you were stepping into the new year, and it just felt like while the book has, had now been finished, there was a desire to get on the road. Do I remember that right?
3: Yes, you do. I, uh, from the time of Pam's death, I had felt just a need to get out and drive, and I didn't get the opportunity until uh, about 20 months after she had passed. Um, and after I talked to you and you nudged me to take some time off for myself to help with the healing process. So that's what I did. I took three months off.
0: Hmm. And, and I know that you, as well as most of us, when we think about facing a superior and saying, Hey, I'd like to leave <laughs> for three months. Um, that just feels really, really scary. But In your case, if I remember right, you also sort of felt a call to venture on. Is that correct?
3: Yes, that is correct. Um, I I think as I explained to you earlier today, it was just I was being pulled to do that. And I felt like I'm just along for the ride and somebody else is driving. I, I didn't really have a choice. I had to do this.
0: Yeah, I had to do it. You were compelled completely compelled by it. And Becky, your story is, is really beautiful because I know there were things that you wanted to run into on that drive. For example, I, I knew you had talked about a hot air balloon ride and how wonderful it would feel to do that. But what unfolded after that for you? Uh, I decided to go skydiving
3: for the first time <laughs> i'm not sure why, but I also felt compelled to do that and it was a pivotal moment for me in in the healing process yeah. um, you know it was very empowering to be able to jump out of an airplane
0: <laughs> for sure, and for most of us the the thought of doing that would be to celebrate life. And here you were grieving someone, although you had written down your stories. But would you say that at that point you were in awe with what life could bring you? Were you ready to start in any way celebrating?
3: Absolutely.
0: Uh, and especially after I
3: returned from that road trip, Um Just the wonder of living, the joy of living was all around me, everywhere I looked, and I felt so much better.
0: Yeah, yeah, well done, well done. Can you tell us just anything about uh, writing your book? Were you thrilled to have it done? Are you never going to do one again? Was it a, (laughs) a drag? What do you have to say about writing books?
3: I loved it. I loved it. Um, I've always had a passion for photography and I have since realized that I also have a passion for writing. Um, so it was an absolute joy to write the book. Uh, I, I'm thrilled that it's published and I've already written my second book, uh, which is about the road trip and the lessons I learned during that time. Uh, so I just need to put it together with the photos that I took on that trip and
0: I am. Um, hoping that that book will be published in 2023. Hoping. Shall we just say it will?
3: It will. And (laughs) so
0: it is. There we go. I like that. I like that so much. We have a book release coming up. That launch is officially February 2nd, correct?
3: That's correct, yes, at Third Place Books in Lake Forest Park.
0: And everyone's invited. So we would love for you all to come out at 7 p.m., in Seattle, third place books, Lake Forest Park, a place that is near and dear to Becky and myself and her family and my family and your families and all family. (laughs) Come out and see her. This will be a wonderful way to celebrate. What's it like to really capture wonder again after you have gone through loss? So, Becky, I really want to thank you for taking the time to call in and talk to us today.
3: Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate you having
0: me on. You betcha. You betcha. Thank you.
3: All right. Bye-bye.
0: So, my dear listeners, you have witnessed two people that both went through really, really big times in their life. It doesn't really matter if we're hit by this as a teen or when we are partnered and we are later in life and we feel full of wisdom, or somewhere in between. When loss comes to us, there is a way back to wonder. And both of these authors have shown us in their books, one really, really focused on how to move through grief and how she did it in her very own way. Born of Grief. And in Joe's On the Run, he was really talking a lot about his own experience as a young man as well. And he compiled many, many stories that he understood would make up a great book for others, regardless of an interest in running. Because as you all know, When we want a story, it doesn't matter if we have done the exact same thing. I've never jumped out of an airplane. I don't know if I ever will. I'm not a runner. I don't think I ever will be a runner. But boy, do I love a story of resilience. Boy, do I love to see things through the eyes of someone in wonder and in anticipation of what is next for them. How is it that we cross our finish lines? How is it that we move forward when the ones we thought we'd be moving with are not here with us? How do we do these things? Really, it is up to all of us to put these stories down as we learn them to help each other through whatever processes we know. That's what authors are. They're people like you and like me, they're people who felt called to write. They're people who spent some time in wonder, even, even when there was grief. They found their way back to the wonder, and they put those stories down for our benefit and for theirs. You'd be surprised the enormous benefit that can come from putting your stories down. And if that's you, my dear friends, I would love to have a conversation with you. You can always go to CoachDebbie.com, click on Connect, and we can set up a time to talk about your next book. Coach Debbie. Debbie is spelled D E B B Y. And just click on Connect. We have one more quick little break here, but when we come back, more about that childhood space of awe and wonder i
1: You know Coach Debbie from Story U Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach, D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence.
0: Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio Thank you so much for joining me on these live shows we do here at KKNW in Bellevue, Washington. We also create a podcast for you that is available on all of your favorite platforms. And if you're over there and you're listening to the podcast, boy, I would just so enjoy your beautiful review Of your experience of this show. It helps me out and it helps me continue bringing content to you. I also want to share with you a little bit about our membership. This is for you. This is the Inner Circle membership for listeners of the show. The annual membership for 2023 will average out to $37 a month. And in that membership, you'll be invited, just like the two people we had, if you choose, to come on and say a little something about your writing on the show. You'll be invited to monthly Zoom call, where you'll get to learn a little bit deeper about some of the topics we talk about right here on Story U Talk Radio as a member, you will qualify for invitations for fun things going on here in Seattle or the nearby areas or when Coach Debbie flies out of town and wants to meet up with you and all your favorite people for some sort of neat event. For example, Joe Martino is going to be over there at Barrington Books in Rhode Island that's coming up in January, and if I can make it out there, I will, and I hope you will too. There are many, many things we can do when we have this Close Circle subscription. It's me and you and people that you would really enjoy knowing. It's available right now on the Early Birds Special. All you have to do is go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, and all the information will come through that. It's just one click, and you're in. And anything that I offer for one-on-one services, such as branding or book writing or anything like that, you receive the very best pricing as an Inner Circle subscriber. I hope this is something that speaks to you. You can always send me a question about it, If you want to talk about it more, just go to CoachDebbie.com and click on Connect to send a question. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. We've been talking today about that sense of awe, that sense of awe that is so present in the young, young generation of little peeps that are hanging out in this holiday season. They think Santa's on his way. They thought they just saw Rudolph over their shoulder. They're adorable. And you know what? That same sense, it's inside of you. And if you ask me, that sense is often a guiding light for many of us in some of our hardest times. That sense led Joe to become a runner while he was grieving. That sense inspired Becky to get out her camera and hit the road and have experiences in the Southwest when she was grieving. You don't have to be grieving to desire a sense of awe, a sense of wonder. But what I want to help you understand is, is you don't also need to just be meandering around in everyday life having that difficulty in finding your sense of awe again. Usually it's because we fell into some trap of tedium. So I came up with four little ways that you might entertain to bring yourself back to the sense of awe While you're in the holidays or in any other part of the year, one idea I want you to think about is do you seek out reading or listening to any topics of mastery or mastery level? Do you seek out those Pulitzer writings? Do you seek out those Nobel Prize writings? even those TED Talks? Do you seek out where there is wisdom? I'll tell you this, I'm addicted to all that stuff, and I credit it for bringing me back to my sense of awe when I am having a hard time on my own finding it. What do you read? What do you watch? And is it at that mastery level? If not, try bringing a little bit of that in listen to your folks who tell you about that great ted talk pick up that book that won the pulitzer prize see how this stuff inspires you another way that you might invite in that sense of awe is look for a whole new angle on something you've been doing for a while for example I just did something. Uh, this is holiday time. This is December. If you're catching the show live, I am always here with family and friends in my home. I guess this has become my hometown. I've been in Seattle m- long enough to claim it as hometown. Uh, this, is, this is a time when I tend to stay home, and yet I just, I was feeling a calling to just do something different. And so in just the recent past days, I went on a very mini vacation with a dear bestie, Antonio. And we just, we were like business collaborators. We were sharing stories from our childhood. We were just really involved in deep conversation and helping each other see places where we kind of in, in the recent past felt a little stuck, find some new inspiration. You can do that. And in just a very short period of time, feel very, very alive again. Like I said, I don't usually travel during the holidays, but I I did. I felt very called to get on a plane, get out of town be with a bestie, link up, and have those deep conversations. And I'm so glad I did. I really, really have my just juice for life again. I I really feel like my love cup is overflowing here. Feels good. And it feels good to have that going on in the middle of holidays when there's plenty of people that are Nose to the grindstone, and they're working really, really hard, as I'm sure they feel they must. So I feel very lucky that I was able to have just a new perspective. And I want to invite you to think about it. Could you, could you have a new perspective? Maybe get out of town for the weekend. Maybe call up a friend and have dinner. In my case, Antonio is also a coach, so we are very comfortable sitting across from each other and letting the other tell the story and really watch the other look for their own answers. Do you do that with your friends? It's a wonderful experience. Let your friend talk. Let your friend start to see it from a whole new perspective how about this one? Have you had a chance to slow the heck down? Have you had a chance to just break free of the crazy, crazy long listed schedule that you're able to make and maybe cut it in half? Maybe cut it into quarters and decide, you know, there's only 10 days or so left before that big day off What if I just, instead of rushing into that day, what if I slowed a few things down? What if it's okay that not 50 cards go in the mail this year? What if I just send out five? Would that be all right? Of course it would. It'd be just fine. What if you gave yourself a break by slowing the heck down? How would that feel for you? Today's Thursday. On Thursdays, I like to be up at 6. Coach Debbie slept in till 7.45 today. It felt pretty amazing. I don't usually do that. felt really nice to just slow down, slowly come into the day. How about this one? Let me know how this lands for you. Do you ever let yourself get lost? or even consumed by something altogether new. Ooh, that'll bring you into a state of awe, a state of wonder, a state of surprise and curiosity. Is there anything new you could be doing right now while you were thinking, no, I can't, my lists are too long? Well, if you took my advice and you're slowing down, you got a little extra room on that list. What's new that you could be consumed by? What's new that you might take in? Are you new at storytelling? Can you offer yourself a little more experience to the written format? Try putting some stories down on paper. Are you someone who likes to get out, maybe feel the inspiration of music? My friend Don, a very, very accomplished drummer, he's been enjoying the fact that this holiday season, he's not running around doing the nine to five. He's actually spending a lot more time with his musical buddies, enjoying some time on the drums. I know he's having the time of his life. How might you entertain the idea that this year, I'm going to do things in a new way. And how does that newness bring you back to that feeling of awe, that feeling of wonder? Because again, it's not just for the kids. It's for us. And we have a kid inside of us. I don't want you to lose track of that kid that is inside of you. You know, while my friend Antonio and I were off and walking around and looking at lights and listening to sound and taking in theater, I couldn't help but think of my mom. And I couldn't help but remember how she was one of the very first people that taught me as a young girl that to to receive the respect of others, you want to sit up straight you want to fold your hands. You don't want to speak out of turn. If it's your turn to speak, you start by saying, excuse me, and then you go ahead and speak. She taught me how to watch my P's and Q's, but she also taught me the love of theater, the love of being in a choir and singing your guts out, the love of going to places that are bright, and beautiful, and talking about all that you see, and the story you are painting by what you're seeing with your own eyes. It's in doing these things, having our eyes wide open, taking in beautiful experiences, that we feel less stress, that we feel invited into our new year, that we feel less of a need to make a resolution and more of a need to keep going with our evolution. If you've been listening to Coach Debbie for a while, you know I love to start the new year with a show about how we are evolving into our new year. And I want you to do it this upcoming year with your sense of awe. Your sense of wonder. Let your curiosity lead you into that new year. And if you're thinking there's some story writing to be done around this, there's some new branding, there's a new chapter in your real life that you want to take control of, I'd be happy to be your coach and leader as you start the new year. I will be offering my author's mastermind. This is a program that I last offered three years ago, and I have really revamped it to cater to the person who is writing and also the person who is creating the next chapter of their life. If this sounds like it would speak to you and bring you back into the awe and the wonder of your life, I would love to have a conversation with you around it. We have a few different packages. You get to decide at what level you would like to invest and work on it, but I will promise you, just like Becky, who has undergone a huge transformation, you too can anticipate that your life will change for the better and in an awe-inspiring way. Thank you so much for taking this time to spend with me. I come to you with a new topic every Thursday and a new live show. Until next week, my friends, namaste.